or bad. Uh, uh, wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, why do you have problems? What Man. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I, I locked up without my script. Damn, bro. All I know is it's, it's going to be episode 32, if my count is correct. <laughs> I'm having technical... We have technical difficulties in the studio. Hello, my <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome hey, to guys. another episode... Hey, welcome to another episode of this beautiful podcast, episode 32 of the Mainstream Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Jeff. What up, Joe? Oh, man. It's Chris. It's another week. And another, we're, we're another back, week. In, back in the saddle. We got some some topics, as always, and some freestyle and some uh, riffing on everything like, like we do. That's what we're known for. So we're going to go through some stuff this week. Yeah, Tech well, stuff. Speaking, speaking of saddle. Stuff, uh-huh. DIY. I, I, I heard somebody strap the couch to your bag this week. <laughs> oh, that that was that was pretty much exactly what happened. We we had to do something to get a couch that I bought to go to go upstairs, and I got a curved staircase, and the couch is about as wide as the staircase, and it's only about half an inch shorter or smaller than the door the door frame after taking the door off. So it, it was an ordeal trying to get the thing up the stairs. I meant to buy a small sofa i got a three cushion couch and it was a lot heavier than it looked <laughs> so the, did you not take measurements before you bought the couch none of that came into my mind at all <laughs> oh wow i was winging it at the store thinking okay as long as i get a couch smaller than what i had and uh it's a just a basic ass couch it should be able to go up the stairs and then once i got it home and got it off the truck it was it was a lot heavier than we thought and the only thing I didn't take into consideration was my other couch was a sectional and it broke into pieces. That's easy. Yeah, I was going to ask that. That was simple. I just took it out in pieces and like it was no big deal. I didn't think about having a, a one size uh, couch that doesn't come apart, getting it up the staircase right. and maneuvering it through the door. So it took some some jigsaw puzzle solving to, to get it in there, but we did it. Me and my wife got it up there. So that, that was something I don't want to repeat. So I think we agreed. Whenever we move, the couch is just going to stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a free gift to whoever gets it. Exactly. It comes pre-furnished. Well, I mean, hopefully you don't move no time soon. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll last a long time. Uh, and even after you get out of that house in 20, 30 years or whatever, um, <laughs> that couch is going to be outdated. So it's all good. Right. It, it, it'll look like our parents' couches from the 70s and 80s look today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's going to be Charlie Murphy all over again. So hopefully we don't have to move that again. So I'm, I'm going to look forward to years of enjoyment of, of using it in the meantime before we skedaddle out of this house. Yeah, that's probably good. I mean, it's, it's a good investment, though, I will say, because, like, having a, a good comfy couch, a good comfy spot to sit, especially if it's in a room where no one else normally is, it makes it worthwhile because, you know, there's that old saying man cave type thing, you know, and, but it's true. I mean, there's always there's two rooms in the house we normally want to go to that most people are not going to be in there with you. That's your little nook or cranny or room or whatever that you have your gaming stuff, your computer, you know, and a TV and some, you know, some stuff that the missus don't want to watch or whatever in the bathroom. That's pretty much the only two rooms we get outside of that. We screw. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what's up there right now. I'm getting all my stuff kicked up to the upstairs. Uh, Little TV, little cubby corner, trying to do a man cave, split this uh, room I got that nobody's really using. So, yeah, I'll be relegated up there for all the video games and PC stuff eventually once we get it set up. So, couch was first part of that uh, puzzle, trying to get it arranged in a comfortable way so I can hang out up there more often. So, we should be up there more often in the studio going forward. Yeah, at least you got a room because a lot of dudes get put... They don't have no room. Everything gets frilly. Everything pink and frilly. You ain't got no room though. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. To put. We'll do that to the rest of the house. That's cool. I'll just I'll just keep the keep the upstairs. However, however it's going to go, keep it the man style. We'll see. Oh, you've been doing a lot of DIY, especially with you know stuff being strapped to your back, towing around like a like a mule. So, you know, elaborate on on some on some skills that you didn't learn lately. Well, trying to learn stuff during this whole quarantine and even before that is. Kind of about curiosity and trying to be able to do it 
myself and ourselves just to do our own projects and save money and get better at being able to fix things. So lately it's been about how am I gonna keep this house cool? We're trying to we're trying to stay cool, stay uh not sweating in the house, keep the AC bills down. So I was in, installing some attic fans up in the attic where it's, you know, 130 degrees. Trying to do stuff like that. So that involves some minor woodworking stuff, borrowing father-in-law's tools, of course, because I need to build out that, that tool chest a little bit. So doing some work like that, looking up how that works, where to mount it, uh, what to do up there, how to run the electricity because it's hardwired into the outlets. So that's always fun when you try not to electrocute yourself. <laughs> I know. We yeah, probably, it's probably a good idea not to do that. I know we, we we've come a long way from mounting uh, a TV mount oh, on the wall. Oh my so, god! <laughs> with, with my little twenty dollar like cordless drill that we tried to drill into the studs and everything, like we had a time trying to get. I got. I got to paint that picture. That, oh, that was. You were there, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. I was one of the most ill-conceived, just not smart project. <laughs> DIY project that you ever can see, man. It was like, okay, there's a reason why dudes get paid to come into your house and put up TV because that shit hard. <laughs> that shit is not easy. Like putting it in the right spot, making sure. So you can get it up there. You're more than likely not going to get it up there, especially if you're not using leveling tools oh, and stud wait. finders and the correct size screws and everything yeah. else. It, it's going to come out badly. And so everything you listed off at the, at the time back in the day, I had none of that. I had like a hammer and a, and a cheap little drill. And the tools we had were barely working. I was stripping the screws. We we weren't getting the stuff in right away. It, it was a shit show. So I've come a long way from a TV stand on the wall to to what we're doing around here at the house. But yeah, that was that was terrible. I, mean, I remember looking back on it now. I don't even know why I put that TV there. It was just. I, I think I wanted to have. You trying to be stand. a baller? You trying to be a baller? That's all it was. You With you that, straight up wow. mounted a little ass TV on the <laughs> wall. It was a twenty seven so twenty seven inch TV on like a twenty five dollar stand off Amazon. That that nothing was balling about that, but that's what I could afford at the time. <laughs> a twenty seven inch Westinghouse TV on the wall that was baller <laughs> status in two thousand nine, bro. Nobody's ever put Westinghouse in baller in the same sense. That's not true. <laughs> you tried. That's that. That was that's the funny part of this story. You tried to put that into a sentence together. I was like, man, oh my god, I had never seen it. Before. I'm tempted, and you know when I moved too, uh, I, I couldn't get the screws out of the wall, so I left that mount just on the wall. <laughs> I couldn't get it <laughs> Like here's to the new new owner. Surprise! You got some shitty hardware on your wall. That's not fun. So, so now. Nowadays, it's a lot better. I actually have a few more tools. Uh, there's way more in-depth YouTube tutorials. There's maybe yeah. some, some pre-thought on my end on what the hell I'm doing before I try to mess with it a little bit more. So I would yeah. say I would say now I'm a little I'm a little bit better at that. I, I could tackle that project again, and it would be uh, a better success. But it was it was terrible back in the day. Yeah, YouTube is definitely a godsend for people for DIY people, but it probably sucks for people who work in a field like a plumber or anything like that that's trying to make that cash money because every, everybody is an expert now. Like, if, honestly, I, I'm not going to say an expert because there's a lot of times I watch a YouTube video and some stuff. Oh, it, it don't come out like YouTube. It, it don't. It come out It come out better than 2009 Chris and Jeff hang TV on wall, but it doesn't come out like as perfect as me hiring somebody to do it. But yeah, YouTube is a godsend. Like, it has helped immensely with the learning curve that's been out there on learning things like any anybody could take time out to pull up youtube or go to a form like discord or reddit or any of those forums now that basically gives you all the information it, it is very hard pressed to say you don't know how to do something nowadays because you can get the information pretty much everywhere nowadays yeah, there's a, there's a tutorial for pretty much it every single thing and anything to do with uh working on your cards uh, doing a project in the house and and not all the situations are going to be exactly the same just because you know every house every car everything you're trying to fix is going to be a little bit different but if you watch enough yeah. videos almost i would say you you can attempt it yourself if you have a few tools uh for 
certain situations, you know, when it gets real complex, then you gotta, you gotta pay somebody to do it, of course, but at least you can understand what you're up against and see if it's something you, you can tackle. But I always, what I've been learning over, over time is the more videos and the more, uh, like in depth and maybe the variety of different styles of people working on a project you're trying to look at. That's, that's a, a good thing. Cause you get to see how different people accomplish the same thing and you're going to pick up more, more, little tips and tricks from people doing it certain different ways. If it's like a woodworking tutorial or, you know, using certain tools on your car to do something, you can find out little things from different people. And then just watching the videos, understanding them more and more before you start your project and attempt it. Cause I learned that on the, on the gutters here, when I did those on the house, like first pass. <laughs> I'm sure that was a good, a really <laughs> fun exercise there. Oh man. I, looking back at what I was doing, I was, I was like, I was totally lost, but I, I just jumped head, head, head first in and maybe spent a little money on rebuying some materials because I screwed it up the first time. <laughs> but you get better at stuff. But the only thing is I learned really to go slow and look at your measurements two, three, four times before you do it. Or my wife can uh, agree, agree with that one on some, some of my measurements. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah it. Just study up and compare your stuff and like really look in depth before you, before you tackle something, kind of sit on it, sleep on it, look at your own project and see how it compares. And you can, you can tackle a lot of stuff surprisingly with only a few tools and then not try to call a plumber, call a woodworker or something like that to do a, a project and save yourself hundreds of dollars. It's, uh, on, on it, the DIY has become, especially now. And it's been that way. Actually, it's been that way for a little minute. Um, Ever since probably 2008, like when we had that the the, the economic burst um, that happened then, a lot of people got into DIY because it it was a necessary a, a necessary evil at the point of learning how to repair your car, learning how to fix these things that was broken in your house instead of having someone come in. And then we got lax. I mean, from 2008, like the world is a different world, like. 2008 to 2019 is there is a different world like it's nothing like now it's nothing nothing like 2008 was so it's like it, there's that big 10-year gap where everything went back to kind of like lazy america <laughs> but then now we're back in the same state of you got to do it yourself you got to know how to cook because like i can't i can't name how many things i've diy like especially like cooking or baking or um hell this podcast or anything else like just going out diy and jumping head first into it and just learning by people or learning by watching uh youtube videos or learning by you know reddit it, we, we're in a time where we most of us have a lot of time on our hands because i mean if you're if you're lucky enough to be working you're still about 80% in your house. You're still not really going anywhere. You're not seeing anybody except for, you know, Chris, when he goes to get that Cuban sandwich, shout out. No, <laughs> but, um, you know, you don't really, you, you have a lot more time on your hands to get stuff done. And it's, I mean, I can't say enough that YouTube has been instrumental in probably several people's careers and things that, you know, we do as hobbies at this point because hell, I can guarantee you, I wouldn't have known how to beat um, any of the last heart, like the heart, like especially like Bloodborne without YouTube. I ain't even lie. Bloodborne and YouTube was my friend, bro. Uh, achievement tutorials and stuff are invaluable these days, dude. Like s s seeing people complete the games and get, get past those parts you're stuck on. Like people have turned it definitely into a business and a career. Because if the point you bring up of 2008, 2009, people just throwing up random videos and doing some DIYs back then to now where there's big DIY channels for certain industries. And those people are, are sitting on millions of subscribers and releasing, you know, really, really well-made professional videos. It's not just a guy in his backyard all the time. It, these guys are setting up cameras and they have tons of equipment and they have a production team, but it's still like a DIY channel, but they've turned their professional knowledge into like a, another side gig or their main career. And then we can learn from them. So, it's just not a guy like holding his phone up in, in his garage every time. There's some real big, huge channels out there that are like giving out lots of, lots of content to millions of folks. It's definitely become like well, a, a little cottage industry for sure. Yeah. Well, it, that's how it does. We out, we holding up our phones and I'm talking, I'm talking <laughs> that's, about, well, that's me, I'm not yeah. holding up a phone. That's you. Man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're on phones and tablets. 
Well, I, I'm professional. I mean, just saying. But yeah, it's that that industry has grown immensely. I mean, and, it, and it's true because it's like there's a there's like a ten year gap, maybe ten, 15, ten years for sure. Ten year gap of growth in YouTube. Like it started as you know this niche thing that nobody knew about. People was uploading videos of their grandma and. There's some other stuff up on here and, and just random wacky stuff. And like some of these cats, you know, they started 10, 12 years ago in YouTube and grew from <laughs> a dude holding a phone or a dude with a, with an old two megapixel camera to, you know, multi million dollar company. Like basically, some of these guys are, you know, they're multi millionaires at this point. Like they truthfully are. Like there are some guys that are like some of these gaming, especially, in the world of professional gaming and things like that, those guys have, you know, jumped, jumped a shark on, you know, the, the profession of YouTuber to a point where they are considered celebrities. Like who would have known that there's more famous people on a platform that's free than CBS, NBC and ABC combined at this point. Yeah. The, the people on there are definitely mainstream now. With with the kids coming up, and even with younger adults, these people have more name recognition than than some TV star. And it's just that's the way it's going. That's the way people are consuming content, where they're they're meeting people, interacting with people, and that that social media, uh, YouTube, Twitch, those, those outlets right there are reaching more people in some cases than you know a show on CBS or something. It depends on the audience, yeah. but everybody's going online. CBS. Yeah, <laughs> especially CBS. Nobody, nobody's watching. Nobody's watching that at the moment. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was funny about that, though. The true story. And I know we were talking about uh, All Access and the possible change. Was it Paramount, Paramount Plus, right? Yeah, it was going to merge so, and get a little bit bigger. Right. So, and I and when we were talking about that, it was hilariously funny because I was like, I, I only, I'm sorry, I'm going to probably, well, I don't know about my demographic, but oh, this is a, that's an older Caucasian person's <laughs> channel and the reason why i say that because most of the shows on this place is like ncis and law and order and those type of shows we ain't trying to watch that i'm just being honest but it's one of those things where i i watched a video of the most popular shows from it was i, I want to say it was like 2005 to 2019 and it was by network and i was Hella surprised. CBS has actually had the top three or four popular shows for decades. <laughs> and like they would have decades yep. and decades of shows that I was like, I would like Big Bang Theory became like the number one watched show in the in the United States for like a span of like five to six years. And I'm like, wow, I I've never watched CBS. Like there is nothing on CBS right now that makes me watch CBS. Period. It, and it's been like that for at least the last two or three years. Prior to that, it was like maybe one show, maybe two shows, but it's surprising that, you know, CBS is, has that many shows. And then HBO and Netflix came along and kind of screwed up that whole thing for everybody. It, it is surprising that they do have a lot of shows that are uh, number one in the nation, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, but it's some of those shows you just mentioned that it's the top three, you know, NCIS and all the 10 spinoffs and the yeah. order shows and that big bang theory. And I'm with you. I've seen NCIS over the years, like years and years ago, I caught some of that. I seen line order when I was younger, stopped watching that, but I had never watched big bang theory. But at the same time, it felt like everybody else was watching it. That was around us. But I think it also, yeah. it also goes to show, how uh, not just the TV and everything is kind of, I would say in different, in different buckets for each person of how we're marketed to, but just like how your internet is siloed in a, in a different bubble and curated for you based on your browsing habits and your internet history and your cookies and all this other stuff and how you're targeted and what you're shown. And, and what do you Oh, is that why those things keep popping uh, up on my TV? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think it's, it's, I need to start going to a website. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to target you, man. They know what you like. But I think that it, it all comes back to that's why we're not seeing some of that stuff that isn't a total mainstream because that's not where 
our our likes and our history is and what we're into is so it's just not finding our way it's not finding its way to our feeds and our, our twitter accounts and whatever everywhere else we look and so we just think okay those shows are totally unpopular we don't know about them we don't, i don't see them nobody else is going to watch them but then at the same time over here to the right there's millions and millions of people looking at them but we it just never comes across our internet like our little internet bubble that we see so we just think there's nobody watching them which is kind of interesting because all those shows have been running for years and yeah, they're number one. They're the best. CBS is awesome, but we think oh, CBS is nothing. Nobody's watching it. I've seen anything on there good for fifteen years. But it's, it's kind of funny how that works out. Uh, Big Bang Theory is a prime example of that because, considering the type of people we are, <laughs> and considering the type of people most people that we know are, you would think that show would have catered to us one hundred percent. Like that, that would be. Out of all shows on CBS, you would think that would be the show that we all would be watching. But what's strange about that is it, I think it, it played a bad, like it put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth that was kind of similar to us because it portrays us as a certain type of person. <laughs> and yeah. you can tell it's like, that's not, I mean, yeah, some of the stereotype types are true. That's, that's true. But not everybody is the same type of stereotype. You know, there are, like on a prism scale, there's a spectrum scale of, you know, your nerdism, your your level <laughs> of where you really are. And not everybody's at the most extreme point of that. You know, there's some people who are at the, the, the other end of the spectrum. So it, and I think that show is like one of the shows where I'm not a, uh, a rom-com or a sitcom comedy show type watching person. So it just never spoke to me. I think that's just part of it. And I, and I don't know if this is because I'm not funny, but you know, whatever. I didn't no, think the, it was a great show. The, the humor totally missed me at the same time also. And I had those same. But well, we know you ain't funny. Oh boy. Well, we, we could debate that all day. <laughs> but we know that, that, that those stereotypes you're talking about were kind of grating and I didn't like it. I didn't like the humor. I didn't like where they're coming from. It was kind of like too extreme for me. But I think yeah, that's probably why it was popular because the mainstream folks they probably see that and go, oh, funny ass nerds, like weird weird folks, all these all these dudes on there. So they like look at that and think, okay, that's representative of what I think somebody like that could be like. So this is funny. I like this show, but then I'm looking at it like this this is not funny at all. The the humor is is stupid. I don't like the laugh track stuff anymore. I I grew out of that same uh, sitcom week to week uh, show that doesn't have much of an overarching like storyline. So I'm not into that same sitcom thing anymore. So that just wrote it off a lot for me at the same time as the the humor and the, the characters they do. Uh, I don't condone the abuse of nerds. I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding, man. It just it, it it was one of the things where I just watched, and I and I know plenty of people who love the show. That, and, uh, I mean that and Young Sheldon is yeah, Young Sheldon. I'm gonna bring up. Yeah. Um, just, I'm just not a fan. I'm, I mean, I'm not. It's it's one of those things where it makes me feel like you're you're. Now I'm gonna say this word, and it's gonna be funny because every time I say it, it's like there's two ways to say this word, and it never is the right way I say it when I say it. You know what I mean? Patronizing me. You can say it both ways, man. You can say it both ways. No, actually, you cannot. You cannot say <laughs> you it. I'm telling you. Can you, say, you can patronize somebody. You can patronize. Them. It depends what part of the country you're from. I'm sure. <laughs> patronizing is is a negative thing. <laughs> yes, and patronizing <laughs> when you buy some stuff. <laughs> we buy <buying> some stuff. <laughs> there you go. Break it down. Hey, if, you, if you're patronizing me, you're a dick. If you're, if you're gonna patronize me, come on. Wait, no, it. it's the other way around. No, wait, wait. I'm confused. <laughs> if you're patronizing me, you're a dick. If you're patronizing me, you're buying some dick. Oh, let's go back. You use patronizing in a sentence. You just did. You pass. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's it's one of those shows that it, it kind of. You know, portrays people in the wrong kind of light, and, I, uh, and every TV show on Earth does that, and it's, that's not anything that's that's different than anything else that we watch. But it's just funny because like people want to say, want to ask me like, "Do you watch Big Bang?" Like, hell no! I I, I watch in, in passing, but I've never sat down to watch an episode of that show. And that Young Sheldon show looked like the biggest flop that ever was going to come out. And people and loved it. People, people are on top of that show all day. So we just must be totally out of touch with the mainstream and what America wants. Cause those things are so unappealing to both of us. Like we're, we're we must be out of touch or something's wrong or everybody else is wrong, which I'm going to, I'm going to choose that. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to choose everybody's wrong with you. And that's, 
that's how I feel about, but you know, whatever. <laughs> we go today's topic. What the hell is going on with Epic and the government and everything else in between? Damn, dude, that's that's a that's a lot of topic right there. You just opened up a whole bunch of stuff's going on with everybody. Well, everybody just- hates Epic. You can say that. You can say everybody hates Apple. You can say everybody hates Google right now because all three of these guys are in, in a standoff. Their parent company basically got the hand from the from the head Cheeto. Uh, it's basically they they want to stop ten cents reach into the United States. And if you haven't heard about that story, and anybody unless you live on Iraq, I'm sure you've heard it. But ten cent. And it's basically a government-backed Chinese company, right? We don't, I, I'm not into conspiracy. Well, I am into conspiracy, but we're not going <laughs> to get into conspiracy on this one. But just, let's just say overall, the United States government is trying to limit the reach of the Chinese government in American business and tech. And for a for it to get to this level, first off, if that the government has stepped in, it kind of kind of started with TikTok. And when TikTok first came out, I know Chris was on there. I seen him do them TikTok dances. I was like, man, Chris getting it all on TikTok. But the government wanted to shut out TikTok because there was claims and conspiracy that because they're backed by the Chinese government, that they're data logging information from the people who are using the app, which is a, it's really a valid statement. And it's something that I even brought up, like when it first came out, uh, what was it? It's, I think it's only been like two years since TikTok has been around. You know, this stuff is so short lived nowadays. You never yeah. know how long it's been around. Yeah. It's only come up real recently. And of course this year has like astronomical growth just through the roof of, I think there's a hundred million people a day using TikTok wow. in the U.S., so it's it's gotten pretty damn big. Yeah, so it because they're trying to limit that, that scope because of the quote-unquote reach of the Chinese government collecting data, which is neither here nor there. It's unfounded or not. Uh, you can believe it. You know, I mean, honestly, to be honest, every country collects the data. Like, as soon as you get on the Internet, Whatever you're going to, no matter who you are, no matter what browser, unless you're using VPNs, and even in that case, you're still probably not completely clean. It's being, you know, your data is being collected. That's how you get ads. That's how you get emails saying, hey, you want to get these free boobies? You know, stuff like that. You know, um, it's because of what what you're going through. But the U.S. government wants to limit China's uh, Basically, their reach. So Tencent, which is a company that everybody and their mother should be scared of because Tencent has their, we, we talked about this on our on this podcast before, has had their hands or tentacles in a lot of different pies. Like they have, they have invested in so much stuff that I don't think there's anything that's popular this year that they don't have their, their piece of or have made a clone of at this point. Yeah, they have their hands in a lot of different pies, and it's either by 100% ownership of a company right. or, or just taking out 10, 20, 30% of a company and investing and then getting that, that board control and more information and more access. So you can see them across the tech and gaming world, and I think other industries also. Media. Media. Yeah, they, they, they're killing it. So they're, they're involved in a little bit of everything. You, you see something pop up on the screen. Uh, you buy something at the store that's popular these days. They might have a, a backing in and have an investment. So, the, yeah, the government was yeah. trying to get them out of any, any major investments in the U.S., which is super, super complicated because the way they're invested in everything, they might be a super large percent of a company, just like Epic. They're maybe 30 or 40% of Epic, something like that. So if you're going to say, okay, that company's banned from doing business with you, take their money and run, it could destroy some uh, American companies that they don't have uh, their full control of Tencent, but have a lot of that Chinese investment backing. So it's very complicated yeah. to try to say, get out in 45 days. And what are these other, other companies supposed to do? Look for another buyer to pick up that slack from Tencent? Which is hard because 
like it's like you said there they have invested so much capital in so many companies that like the TikTok situation is one piece of it. Okay, so what they're trying to do get TikTok TikTok banned in the U.S. and which again in 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 itself is the most just the stupidest oxymoron of all time that our government and president I'm not gonna say our government I'm gonna say our president <laughs> it's the president for some reason is the president himself decides to ban something first off he decides to ban an app we got so much crap going on in the world today to worry about <laughs> he's worried about an an app a social media platform which should tell you like where we are as a country right like where his priorities are a lot about 2020 so he decides to ban an app not only does he he, he, he you know signs an executive order to ban it right but then he gives it 45 days. So here's my thing to look at it like if your hand is on some coals and your hand is burning, are you going to wait until an hour that, you know, to remove your hand, knowing that your hand is on fire? Or are you going to move your hand right when you say, ouch, it's on fire? <laughs> you want to get that stuff off there immediately. So if it was a national security issue, he would have shut that shit down overnight. Exactly. But it was like, okay, you can keep spying for 45 more days or whatever he's accusing him of. So if, if it's that serious, just shut it down. But it's, it's a political play. So he's given uh, that time frame so another company could have a chance to swoop in and, and split off that part of the American operations, which the rumor is it's Microsoft that's going to take over TikTok America and then you're going to have that split from the user base for America TikTok and Chinese TikTok. And that was a smart play. And that's actually what it boils down to is trying to get that investment into the U.S. And, and he's a smart businessman. So I, a lot of his stuff now, as a president, no bueno, but as a businessman, the dude seems to know what he's doing as a, you know, keeping businesses alive and, and funneling money. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying he, he still gets money I'm just all I'm saying is he still gets that money so he figures he, okay if I split it off I can get some investment from internal because you, you know Microsoft and Amazon and Google all these companies are US based you get that money in back into the United States that investment reciprocates to friends and etc cetera, etc cetera. so he's a smart dude that's what he's trying to do because like I said they would have shut it down yesterday if it was that much of a problem they already got the information in all honesty if they really want it they already got it it don't take long for them to get it because people are still using it and they're, they're probably still using it every single day so it doesn't matter you're going to get that data regardless but they also that's where it started but they also have that this this other piece which is a problem because they the ban was for TikTok technically and uh, and Tencent as a parent company and unfortunately because they own pieces of other things which is one of the biggest ones will be epic they own i think 40 percent of epic at this point or maybe 50 percent of epic at this point and epic has been getting you know kind of shitted on lately just to, to say that they was they have the most downloaded and played game probably I was you would you say ever? I don't I I know I'm gonna say, is up there. I'm gonna say it, it's definitely up there because the number of platforms and ways you could get it and it's free. So everybody's hit the download button on that, even if they haven't played it. So uh, that that thing is out there. That's the mm. that in Minecraft two of the most popular things out there for, for young young folks these days for sure. Well, I, well let, let's say this. Okay, I'll say it's the most popular like especially in the last two, three years. Like Fortnite has is is in like the growth of Fortnite yeah. freaking incredible. Like the amount of people that are playing it every single day. So I'm gonna say uh, without a shadow of a doubt, the last three years is probably there's probably nothing close to it. Because Minecraft is one of those things where it came out earlier on. So it probably has total more but not in the last three years. Fortnite has definitely surpassed probably any game that's out there in the last three years. Yeah, probably active active users and players. Fortnite's, Fortnite's number one. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so now they they get into a little hissy fit and they decide to do something. Well, and I still to this day I don't really know the reasoning why you would want to why you did this. I I understand it, but why do it now? Especially with everything going on with your parent company and your sister <laughs> programs maybe getting shut down. This is probably not the the best time to ruffle feathers. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, eh, why did you do that? But they decided to change their V-Buck situation in game. So we, like, like you were saying before, Fortnite is on everything, literally everything. Like you can go get a sweet potato out of a grocery store and probably play Fortnite on it at this point. But they have, you know, a, a, a deal with Google and and apple to be on their play store so everything that's sold through any one of the play stores are is normally going to be a percentage of it is going to apple and percentage of it going to google so you sell it on ios store or an apple store you're given essentially going to give 30 percent of that sale to apple and that's just off the top if you're on our platform and you sell your game or in-game something or current or anything you're going to give us 30 percent of it so v-bucks were i think originally what 9.99 to buy v-bucks in the apple store and the google store so don't know where when apple uh when uh epic got big nuts but they just they were like well you know what if you buy it from us directly is seven ninety nine instead of nine ninety nine, and Apple did not like that at all. No, they 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 knew what they were doing when they when they pulled this little stunt. So last week they put that extra option inside their game, which was the big deal because Apple, their terms of service that they, they don't allow you to have a store within the store or a way to buy multiple things inside your. That's app inception, that, bro. Yeah, the they don't like the store. They don't they don't like stores within stores. So they don't want you to. Uh, have a direct way to let your customers pay you that that bypasses that thirty percent cut that Apple's getting. So when they put that option directly in there, they they knew it was going to happen because they already had a lawsuit ready to go with a bunch of uh, pain points against uh, them blocking them from the App Store and having a monopoly and all sorts of other things that they accused Apple of. But they knew they were probably going to get removed from the App Store if they they dropped that nineteen eighty four Fortnite video on them. And they had oh yeah that, that, that was a nice one that's that was that that no. was a very and the thing is I didn't believe the people behind Fortnite was old enough to even remember 1984 uh, <laughs> that was a great reference like that retro commercial was awesome that was a good good it's it's funny and it's messed up at the same time because they're trying to they're marketing that video to all their Fortnite players which is majority kids. And wanting them to get super upset at, at Apple and like get their pitchforks out and get their hashtags going and, and yell at Apple and bitch and moan that it got taken off the App Store. Now it didn't stop you from playing it if you already downloaded it, but now no new players can can get it. And you can't sideload apps as easily as you can on Android on on iOS. So you're pretty much blocked from getting it if you're if you didn't have it already. But they they were ready for that. But they also got banned from the Play Store from Google a couple of days later because they put the same direct payment. A discount option for their V-Bucks uh, in their Play Store version of the game. So Google knocked them off too. So now you can't officially but, get it in either platform. Well, and that's where the, 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 the fun begins because the they're, they filed a lawsuit against iOS but not against Google. And the reason right. for that is Apple controls their whole ecosystem. And, and I know we've gotten into this before, you know, iPhone versus Android phones. And we 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 both are Android users and not iPhone users at all. And there's there's a good and a bad part of Apple of uh, being in their ecosystem. The good is your your actual phone will normally not break down. You normally don't get malicious attacks. You normally don't have problems. It is spans across ecosystems. So if you buy an iPhone, usually you can access the same stuff from your iPhone to your iPad to your Mac, and they are, they're all just a seamless ecosystem. The problem with it is it's a closed ecosystem. And this goes back to people jailbreaking their, you know, iPhones and iPads back in our olden days was because they, they, they locked 
it down so hard that you can't do anything around. It. You can't silo the apps. You can't. Um, I mean, there there have been ways around it before, but it's a lot harder on, on Apple systems to try to circumvent their Play Store. So the reason why they're suing them is there is no way around it. On Google, on the other hand, the reason why they're not filing any motion against Google at this point is you can always download it directly from Epic or you can download it from another uh, store because Android is a very open platform. And that's a good and bad thing, of course. We all know that with Android, you can get malicious attacks easily on Android, just like you can on a window on Windows on a computer. But it also leave, gives you ability to have alternate routes to to doing things. So that's the only reason why they left them out of that is because they know there is a, a a way to circumvent going to the Play Store. Now Google's not happy about that. They just kick them off the Play Store, but they can't click them off of Android directly. So now they're just deciding to sue you know Apple as a whole because they control every piece of the App Store. Yep, they're they're really going after Apple's com- complete closed garden control of everything and taking a thirty percent cut of anything. And this is also a problem that's been going on for years that they fought with Spotify about, they fought with Netflix about, any anybody that charges a subscription fee. So for example, on Spotify, if you pay the twelve ninety nine a month for a Spotify subscription, if you sign up through the app store, Apple gets thirty percent of that subscription fee every month for doing nothing. Right. Just for hosting the app. And if you go to Spotify directly and do it on their website, they get the full twelve ninety nine subscription fee. So they had issues with that for a while because Apple's not doing the same thing to their Google Music or no, sorry, the Apple Music Store, of course. So Spotify had an issue with that. And I read Epic is trying to get Spotify and some other people that were pissed off about these practices in the past, like to join this bigger lawsuit against Apple to open it up, reduce that thirty percent. Uh, have have fewer restrictions on their store, but Apple has always been about controlling the narrative, keeping it a certain level of quality, and like screening all these apps. And you can you can see the difference between quality and quantity on the iOS store versus the Play Store, because like right. the Play Store, anybody can put anything on there, and a lot of that stuff is scam apps, fake apps, apps that can you know pull stuff off your phone that are you know malicious and bad for you. And right. they're, trying, they're trying to block all that. And that's their argument that we want security. We want everything to be safe. So we're going to control this. And for us doing that, we have a right to take 30%. That's our terms of service right there. So Apple takes 30. Google takes 30. But Epic, I think they're at 12% on their store. Mm-hmm. So their big mm-hmm. thing of launching their store was we're going to charge a lot less and let the people have um, more of their cash money on their sales. Because really, to, to, to run this website and the servers, it only costs five percent of that, so we're we're, we're banking the, the the last seven percent as pure profit. So we're right. okay with that. So they're saying if we can do it on twelve percent, Apple doesn't need thirty percent of my cut just to host my my program. So they're they're really trying to get away from that, which I don't know if they're going to be successful because Apple just hit two trillion market cap, biggest company in the world. Jeez. They they wow. got the most expensive lawyers in the world, so they're not going down without a fight. So they escalated no. a little bit with saying they're going to remove and delete all of Epic's uh, dev accounts on iOS and Mac mm. and completely kick them off the Play Store, which means Epic won't be able to support Unreal Engine on iOS or the Mac anymore. So all the developers that use that to make their games are going to be kind of screwed. And that will just completely go away. They won't be able to support any of that. They're just going to ban them completely from the platform, not just Fortnite, but the whole company. Right. And they bigger problem because like they, they like Epic's Unreal Engine is used. I don't even want to give a percentage. I bet you the percentage is probably fifty or sixty percent of games because it, it was like one of the first open source you can actually use. You didn't have to be a super developer to get it, get your hands on it. And they just kept you know putting a tool out there for people to create stuff. So shutting that down would be catastrophic for a lot of like. Not even just gaming. Like there's people who use, you know, Unreal Engine to do, you know, animation. Not just gaming, and you know, pieces, but yeah. actual animation. So it'll be bad for that to happen. And they would just now Epic, on the other hand, would just do it themselves. Because the one thing that they've been able to figure out is they have their own, you know, their own store on PC. Like you said, other uh, the other option of 
the Google side of it, you know, and the amount they're taking should be, you know, what everybody is getting across the board. It shouldn't be where Apple is able to get because 30% makes no sense. It really truthfully doesn't. And if I'm not mistaken with Spotify, I think they had did an exception with them at one point to do that. But I mean, Google lets you do it. They, Google lets you pay for subscriptions through Google that are to other companies. And yeah, they take that percentage off, but they make, but they're doing it as a convenience to people. Cause one piece that a lot of people don't realize is like Google Play Store points or Google Play Store cash is normally only able to be used in Google Play Store itself, but they introduced the ability to use that Google Play Store money to subscribe to subscription-based product. You know, they let you carry it over. So it's a bigger convenience for, you know, people than it is for the company. But, I mean, Apple is a, mon a monopoly. They they want to monopolize the, the cash flow in. They want to monopolize the cash flow out. And that's the way they've always been. That's where they're always going to be. Because like you said, they can afford the biggest, best lawyers in the world. And they probably wouldn't lose this fight without a problem. The only way that Apple loses this fight, quoting, quoting our head person in charge, the only way we lose this fight, if it's rigged, and that's the only way they're going to win. <laughs> there is no way for Epic to beat Apple in this situation. And unless know. they get everybody on board, like the, everybody who um, hated Apple at one point had to get on. Well, you, you still get them on board. You still got to get through the courts and and not get totally screwed. Where this this ruins them in a certain way of banning them from a whole entire platform. So right now it's not looking too good. I think Apple has the upper hand as as wrong as they may be on some of this stuff, and I don't agree with how they're how they're doing it. And it's it's been messed up on each of the companies how they're how they're handling it, but. I'm all for at least more open accounts or usability on developer side on the iOS store and taking some of those restrictions away. Because even some of the restrictions they're fighting against, uh, Microsoft had an issue with. Because uh, if you've seen the xCloud streaming app, it's not launching on our iOS because Apple will not allow yeah. you to launch a game and then have multiple games inside that app be able to load. So, of course, when you have 100 games available for streaming, they want to be able to charge you for each one of those games you're going to launch, or you have to have each one of those streaming games in a different individual app. So it's no problem. Which is a lie. It's so stupid. It's, it's, it's such a weird setup because no one's paying for the games in the app, but they just will not let you launch multiple games within one app. So that's a silly. Yeah, their their thing is trying to say, they're trying to say that they want a quality control of each one of the games. And I'm like, there is no okay. So you're meaning telling me that Netflix is on your platform that somebody yeah. literally sends you every movie to to go back and check? So that doesn't make sense. They make restrictions for that or exceptions for that. I mean, and at the same time, don't want to let you launch multiple games that have already been through an approval process with either Microsoft or uh, the ESRB, and they've already been rated. They're not. It's not going to like not like Microsoft's going to load up a triple X, you know, crazy sex game on X cloud and stream it to kids on, on iOS. That's not going to happen, but they're just trying to use that as an, as an example, like, Oh, we didn't screen it. We, we don't let you load all the, all the games on there. So sorry about you, but they're blocking some huge companies. Yeah. Like in addition to Epic on different ways you're getting screwed over. So I think they're trying to change a, a lot of the rules around how Apple controls the app store. But their argument is it's my store, bro. I can do what I want. Like, right. But it's going to be in front of the couch, So, I don't know how they're going to force them to change besides them saying you broke the, the rules. So we kicked you off. It's done. You know, them fighting with other companies. I mean, all of it, all of it boils down to Apple has Apple arcade. So they don't want another con company app on their streaming well, service on their, yeah, to stream their games where it takes away from the internal app store in their games, their subscription. And like it'll be like I'm pretty sure if the X Cloud situation wasn't streamable and it was just say you bought you get the app and the app had four games in the app. Just the app itself had four games. It's not completely streamable or updatable or it's just games. It probably would have went, you know, been been a better situation. Or if they sold a game separately across their platform, then it would be different. But they're not wanting. They're not gonna want to give up that dollar for a, a streaming service 
that they already have a streaming service. So there's a subscription there. Now, of course, a lot of people got Apple Arcade free when they bought a new a new Apple product. But in the future, like Apple is very smart. They they give you this little free taste on purpose so that they can, you know, transition you to be stuck in this ecosystem to the next iPhone, the next iPad, on and on and on. So they, they definitely give you like, I think we talked about this before, like with, with Google Music rep, uh, where your, your whole catalog being stuck in Google Music means you probably, you would never leave. It's the same thing with Apple. And they're like, okay, we'll give you, you know, two terabytes of storage for your photos and we'll give you Apple Arcade and we're going to give you Apple Music and it's all free. But what they want to do is make <laughs> sure that you keep coming back and then when you buy that next one, you don't go away and you buy the next one and then, then they drop, oh well it's going to start costing nine ninety nine subscription fee for all, but you're getting everything for nine ninety nine, dollars and that's what they want to do. Right. So they don't, they don't want you know Microsoft to be able to Get on there and be like, "Hey, here's our here's you know our hundred, two hundred games that you can play. And just give us your money, and you don't have to you know for Apple. So of course they're gonna try to block it. Um, and it's the same thing with the the Epic situation. Kinda they they don't want to lose any money. They don't they're not trying to lose their, their ground. They don't want to uh, let you control the narrative. They want to control the narrative. Is their platform their store? And what really sucks about it the most. I believe is when you think about it, there are more Android phones in the world than Apple phone. That's just hands down truth. There are more people who have Android phones than Apple, but there are like two times the amount of people who have Apple phones in the United States. The U.S. has a higher percentage of people who use iPhones than Androids every day. So being cut out of that market especially if you're a U.S. based con company or your, your biggest, um, clientele is from that base is not good for you. Oh, they're, they're losing a lot of money on this. But yeah, besides them being locked out of that giant market, just worldwide on both platforms, uh, what, what this really hurts and what Apple's policies are really hurting is just regular people like you and me that are using the phone to get these apps. Because we're not involved in the big multi-million dollar, billion dollar fight between these big companies. We're just trying to get a Fortnite app. We're trying to get some other app that somebody built on Unreal. We're trying to stream our, our games on xCloud on the subscription I got through Microsoft. But I think Apple is, over time, hurting the consumers more than they're hurting the other big companies that they're fighting with. And if more and more people become aware of what they're doing in the background, that they may not be aware of how they're strong, strong arm of these companies and, and kind of ruining your experience. So when the blame starts getting shifted more to them, people understand it's really Apple that's screwing me over here because I can't get my xCloud. I can't get Stadia. Um, they're messing with Spotify. Now I can't get Nobody my Fortnite updates. Hey, so there's, there's guys out there crying for it, but if there's no Stadia. There's like five dudes. There's five dudes wanting to get Stadia at this point. Hey, and all five of them work at Google. They're a very loud minority for sure. But they're, they're messing with everybody's just day-to-day -day life and quality of using the phone. So if they keep banning apps and having this issue, it's going to turn into a public relations nightmare for at least a, a good chunk of the users that are aware of this. They can say, you're just, you're, you're making it a worse experience for me to own an iPhone versus an Android. And some people are, are going to be fed up enough with it where they're going to switch. Cause if it's a year later and I can't use certain apps that my buddies are on, on uh, Androids are using, and I have subscriptions on my PC, but I, I can't get an app for it on iOS because of Apple's policies. People are going to get fed up eventually and just walk away. And that's then that will start costing Apple money. But I think right now it's only costing the companies that are fighting with the most money. Yeah. I, and, and I wonder, I mean, because Apple right now, they don't care. I mean, that's for sure. They don't care right now because it's not hurting them right now. And the the, the honest truth about it is, if it doesn't ever get to a point where it physically hurts them as a company or hurts their, their wallet, it's basically where it is. And until people start to no longer buy iPhones or whatever, it's never going to change. That policy is going to stay the same. Everything's going to stay the way it is. Nothing's ever going to change because there is absolutely no reason for them to make a change to their policy if they are still making the money that they're making every day. There, there is no 
reason that's, that's for right. them to say anything different. And that's going to be their argument until it escalates, which I think the only way a meaningful change is going to happen where Apple's going to drastically update how they, how they do business is if it keeps going further and further with the government and the monopoly accusations and any kind of congressional hearings and like really take it all the way to the top, take it to the Supreme court. It's going to take years and years and a lot of court cases and a lot of money before something is decided and, and then Apple's hand is forced because why, why would I voluntarily just say, okay, I'm going to lower my 30% to 15 and just, I'm going to lose billions of dollars a year just because one company made a big, made a big issue for me. It's they're not going to do that. They're going to keep rolling in the big bucks until they're losing a lot of money, which they can just have some other other folks give them thirty percent of their cut and, and make up the difference and be okay. And honestly, a company that's worth two trillion losing a few million on uh, V bucks. Oh, they ain't hurt. They ain't hurt. They, 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 they don't even see that. They can't even find that under the carpet at the office. It's just gone. Who cares? A couple million dollars a day, whatever. Yeah, they they are not worried about it. Not even in the the least bit. They they're probably at this point asking herself should we even flinch right now because <laughs> they i mean to be honest they they're not making they're not making as much money on especially on apps that are coming from other people as much as their own internal devices but they they're making 30 percent of one company even even though we'll say fortnite downloads are probably insane insane amount of downloads that 30 percent is nothing to them at this point like especially with all the other apps and all of the companies who are willing to to fall in line and say yes take my 30 percent. i mean this actually goes to a another argument about amazon the same thing there where amazon basically is a warehouse and they they don't actually sell you amazon stuff they're really selling you stuff from you know other companies but what amazon offers is a, de- a delivery method and a way to get to you know a, a wider range of customers easier than you being a mom and pop company trying to sell something to you know Joe Buck in the Northeast and you're on the the West Coast is a lot harder to do. Well, yeah, so for some Amazon, people, it's the only way to sell stuff. If you don't sell on Amazon, exactly. you're, you're not selling. Right, you're not selling because a lot of people, you know, in certain areas, and they're not making money the money that they need in the area they're in they need to be able to sell it you know across the the, the world so amazon steps in and say yeah you can do it we'll we'll hit you will get it to the people for you but it's gonna cost you know whatever whatever percentage they're making because i know they're making a percentage i don't know the number i'm pretty sure it's probably in the it's gonna be less than the apple thing i'm pretty sure but they're they're making money off of that but they also have the monopoly on it and there's no really a way around it this goes back to apple it's like companies that have gained and they want to be on a platform because yeah they can they can be on android but in the us the amount of people who have iphone or apple tvs or ipads because like just think about it ipad is really the only tablet left like when tablets first started there were hundreds of people making tablets people don't buy tablets in in most cases except for ipads and the occasional samsung tablet at this point like people just don't buy them anymore they just buy a big phone and ipad yeah we all all remember the rush after the success of the ipad for everybody trying to knock off uh, a tablet and there was there was a lot of shit out there uh horrible horrible stuff that they just made the screen bigger through uh, yeah. Android on it, and it wasn't scaled. It wasn't adjusted for uh, any kind of experience on on a tablet at all. It was just a, a complete mess. Like every company and companies you never heard of were just coming out with a tablet. It was crazy. But then at the same time, Apple had that perfect uh, MacBook. What do you, what do you call it? ThinkPad, iPad that was like perfectly honed in and like totally designed around that, and it just destroyed everything. And it's still the number one way to get stuff. I'd say you can get a Surface, a Mac, or sorry, iPad, and some Samsung thing that everybody else got out of the way. You're right. I mean, yeah, there were so many. I mean, <laughs> the list is so long of people who are no longer with us. And <laughs> that grab, that grab job sure. <laughs> yeah, that job is big. Now, I, I know Amazon still makes their Fire tablet, 
Uh, don't know why. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, I mean, lots of Amazon users, just like the Big Bang Theory. There's a lot of Amazon users getting that, and that is their only tablet, and it's cheap. Because right. They put, they put ads on it, you get it for like a thousand. <laughs> exactly. So, in you cutting out the audience is a a hard pill to swallow in the U.S. It just it just is. You know, there's no backup to uh, the the Apple Store, right? It just isn't. I mean, Google has more people using their products but there isn't as many people using phones that are android based versus especially here just here the only reason why it's so popular in all the places is good like you can slap android on a computer uh, computer on a phone that is like you know just barely able to dial out numbers at this point like, yeah you can put it on anything you don't well, have to have the highest end uh product for this well when you have the whole uh like indian market where People don't have a lot of money that they they could they might get a phone super super cheap and have basic functionality on it and they could throw a customized version of Android on it cheap. They're not going to buy a thousand dollars iPhone. There's no way in hell they can't afford it. So that that market right. gets, gets flooded with affordable cheap Android. So yeah, Android has the market share on the install base, but the problem is, what anything you you look at up to today, the iPhone users spend ten, twenty, thirty times more money on the store than Android users. Yes. Piracy is so much easier. They're not as uh, like a rich customer base well off. So do you want the iOS store? Because iOS folks traditionally are going to pay you more money for whatever you're selling. By by design, the because the phone itself is pricey. Most iPhones, except for like, okay, yeah, they have a new one that's like 400 bucks. That's a, the first sub six $700 iPhone in some years. Like, this yeah. is not this is not normal for them to release, you know, a the sub hundred dollars. Right. So the thing is is like by by design, the people who have iPhones in most cases have more disposable income because just by design the phone itself is expensive. Yeah, it's a saddest symbol just saying you're you have enough money to get an iPhone is, is one thing. So yeah, you're already there ready to spend more money once you get the phone. Right. So them getting cut out from that is bad for Epic. I mean, and, and for Fortnite in general. And, and like you said, people who have it now, you have it, which is the only part I don't remember reading about is Epic also no longer can update, which I also, I think that's also what said, it won't update anymore. Well, I think that's what's going to happen after the 28th when they remove their dev accounts and remove all their access to update Unreal Engine on iOS and take them off the store, then it, then it's over. Like that, that's nah, bro. That's the day. That's the day. Ten days from now, we're gonna find out if this really comes to a head and Apple follows through with removing all that, and nobody can get updates from Unreal Engine anymore. Then it gets to another serious level. That that, that goes to like phase two, and it's gonna be a problem for Epic. We go. We go ride. All right. Like I'm just <laughs> thinking about all the stuff you ain't gonna be able to touch, man. It's gonna be crazy. Oh. Like people. It, you oh. just don't know. It'll, 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 it'll mess up everybody. Everything. It's going to mess up everybody. Yeah. And I think the first day on the 29th when the kiddos launch, launch Fortnite and it says, oh, I can't connect the server, can't get the updates, can't get the new skins, I uh, can't cross-play anymore because they're on a different version, they can't update it. It's going to piss off so many, so many people when they wake up, like going into September, it's going to be a rough. You, you ever seen Trigger on the Corn? Because <laughs> it's going to get rough. <laughs> These folks are going to revolt. It's going to be so, crazy. They're going to be outside Apple headquarters, man. It's going to be scary. Man, little, little white children everywhere are going to be in the streets. It's going to be crazy, man. I mean, no, I'm you, just saying, you don't want that. We, you don't want these problems, man. Apple, you're going to have to figure it out. You don't want these problems because these folks, it's going to, they, 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 they're going to be out there looking, waiting for you. Then you take away their, their epic <laughs> store or their epic game. Their, their, their face. Cause like the, this is just, we keep talking about like the main, culprit like the Fortnite, but like you said the engine behind it that's attached to several other games and if that gets to a point where like all of these games no longer are available on you know ios it is going to be rough it's gonna be a bad day bro so we're gonna have to get an update in a couple weeks and and see where this goes because it could get real nasty yeah, I, all I'm hoping for is Apple to, to peacefully resolve this problem. We don't need these issues. 2020 is already bad enough. We already got too many problems, too many issues, too much crazy stuff going on. Like, 
bro, your home state on fire again right now. I'm like, wow. I I didn't even, people forgot about it. Like, I even, is this new fires or oh. old fires? I don't know. The fires, they were just paused for a while. Now, now they've resumed. They resume every year. They always come back, man. You can't you can't live in California and not get hit with a fire every year. I don't think there's been a fire for a year out there. Ever. Wow. I'm, I'm that, watching the news like, what is going, why is California on fire again? It's just, it's a repeat every year, which is, is scary as hell living there because you don't know where it's going to hit. It, it can happen like anywhere from top to bottom of that state. Everything's vulnerable and, and it, it can disappear in a, in a minute. That's crazy because it's like, if you don't get hit by an earthquake, you get burned up in a fire. What the hell? Why do people no. want to live in California? I don't get it. Those are your choices because otherwise, besides in between earthquakes and the fire, the weather's pretty nice. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In between those two events. I'm not getting burned up this week. I'm good. Is this week oh, we got eighty two degree weather. Man, before before I forget finishing on that Apple epic battle, that reminds me of the scene from Don't Be a Menace to South Central drinking your juice in the hood. Where oh they, wow, really? <laughs> where they're they, they bust out the ice cream truck. No, it's a post office truck that Ashtray is driving. Some dudes roll up on him, they want to do a little drive by. And they got their little guns, A K forty seven, whatever. And he's like, Okay, okay, you wanna do this right now? Goes to the back of the postal postal truck. Brings out a big ass bazooka, like it says USSR on it. He's like, "Do we have, we a, have problem? a problem?" That's yeah. That's that's <laughs> epic. Is the guys in the car trying to do the drive by, and Apple is with a bazooka, <laughs> with a bazooka trying to say, um, "You, you uh, sure you want to do this?" <laughs> and they drive off. Yeah, out of all the corporations in the U.S., that is one fight you don't want to pick. You have no chance of winning. So, uh, good luck to Epic. We'll, we'll see in a couple of weeks well, what happens. I hope you get it. I hope they get it figured out because, man, I'm, folks gonna be missing it for it. It's gonna be rough, boy. You folks gonna be tripping. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I guess we'll 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 leave it on that note. Are we gonna we gonna try a, a Chris Bryant takeout? Uh, we, we we tried that before. Let, let's let's put it off for a while. Let me hone that in. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Let's do uh, let's wow. do a traditional takeout. Shut it down. All right. Well, thank you guys for um, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Come back. Catch us on the next one.